Podcast, uh, your weekly film podcast for the most part. Um, and uh, with me, as usual, is my co host, Eric Sayor. Hello. And joining us, um, I believe our first returning guest, unless I'm mistaken, uh, uh, your boy, Hunter Davenport. <laughs> it's me, the, the, the big green mean machine. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm maybe back. you probably already know what this podcast is, but if somehow you don't and you just listen to us blindly, thank you, by the way, uh, <laughs> if that's the case. Uh, uh, but if you do just listen blindly, this is our Godzilla episode. Um, uh, we're talking giant, giant, giant monsters with big old spines down the back. Uh, so yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be fun. <laughs> I realized just now we didn't talk about the order at all, so <laughs> we'll figure things out on the fly. <laughs> I, I think it's obvious that we start at the beginning, though. I think yeah. that's a good place to start, yeah. yeah. 50, the 54 edition, the as it were. Yeah. The, the, the big one, as, it's, as yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, uh, yeah, uh, this one, so, uh, I, I guess, first let's give some context, I guess, for Godzilla, actually, um, which, Hunter, uh, you feel free to jump in at any point where you, you think yeah. you have something to add. Uh, so Godzilla, for those who really don't, who don't know Godzilla to some degree, like... Yeah, if you live on a fucking, in, like, the Siberia or some shit. Yeah, like, if you just don't know even the concept of Godzilla, he's a giant reptile blizzard or you know dragon um looks kind of like a t-rex has scales <laughs> uh has yep. fire breathing breath that's the basics of what you need to know um but yeah he's a cultural figure in japan i think he has a star on the walk of fame in hollywood i, um, I think he does last i heard he does um he also has uh several statues in japan like mm-hmm. in a hotel yeah yeah, he's he's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, and he, he he he's pretty much the Japanese equivalent to King Kong, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think the the major difference between him and King Kong is King Kong didn't spawn an entire series of like copycats in America the same way that it did in Japan, um, and essentially a a monster universe, as it were. Um, not dissimilar to what we're trying to do here now. Um, and eventually it leads into like crossovers and sequels and movies that we'll be talking about in probably later episodes. Uh, yeah, yeah we'll go into Showa and Hensai and Millennium there's, and what all that means later in, there in the future. There is shit to talk about when it comes to Godzilla, especially in the later years. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's pretty how good he's... He he's like he's he is a metaphor like for like mm-hmm. nuclear power and stuff like that, but like they cut sometimes the Japanese kind of lose focus of that, mm-hmm. <laughs> and make mm-hmm. him a, a silly a silly like monster. 
Yes. I think the, the, the Americans never saw that. <laughs> well, because, like, here's the thing. They, they, uh, I don't, Americans, especially with one of the movies we're going to talk about today, like, Americans, like, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't care. No. <laughs> they just want to no. see, see him, like, destroy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't, honestly? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's true, yeah. Uh, we really like to see... Uh, him destroy stuff and a certain German film director who we'll, we will be talking about later on doesn't oh, understand Godzilla at all we'll get to it we'll get to it uh, but yeah um, so I guess like, like Eric said we'll start from the beginning um, 1954 uh, uh, Godzilla titled originally Gojira um, in Japan um, it's a it's a giant hit in Japan. Um, one it of the... made uh, it made 183 million yen. Yeah, like it. It was a huge release. Yeah, especially Definitely. in 1954. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, directed by Ichiro Honda, who hadn't done much before. Nothing like no spectacular or a lot of second known. unit stuff. Uh, yeah. For um, uh, uh, for Kurosawa, uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff for him, uh, and this was sort of one of his first movies where it was him, where it was his baby. Um, so yeah, that's a that's an important aspect of uh, the history of this film. Um, and he's like a he's a cultural hero in Japan, is my understanding. Like he he changed i guess blockbuster filmmaking there yeah um, he, um like he like people don't like really i don't i feel like people don't really talk about him much here but like he mm-hmm. worked with akira kurosawa like way back like mm-hmm. that's kind of insane yeah yeah and then just kept on doing all kinds of stuff later on yeah and, yeah, yeah. Uh, i think his work with kurosawa is probably why we get uh, takashi shimura in this film like mm-hmm. uh, yeah. which like honestly really elevates the film like the the young actors are good but he's mm-hmm. has like presence yeah he's he like you recognize him immediately and then and he like his experience shows in a film which is driven by very young actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very young actors. And I'm not going to, I don't want to belittle the lead actress, but there are points where she doesn't really know what to do with her face. <laughs> and it's a close up. Yes. Um, and here's the thing, the, the scene that I'm talking about in particular, it's really good. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, but she—it's re- very clear that she did not know what to do in that scene when they did the close-up of her, and that was probably the only shot that they had that was even close. Um, but yeah, like it's very clear that some of the actors are less experienced than him, and he really grounds the movie um, in a in a good way. Um, him and Sarazawa are probably the two standouts for me. Um, yeah. Definitely, and that's why Sarazawa. I I feel like he's iconic at this point. Sarazawa, um, not as iconic as Godzilla, of course, but yeah. So yeah, I feel like anybody who's seen this movie or another version of the movie that we will also be discussing, uh, you probably know Sarazawa. Okay, can we even call it 
a version of the movie. It, well, it, it's a version. Like it's, it, it, it has some scenes of this film, and that's the only... It doesn't have the same tone, the same story. It no. feels yeah. like I'm watching something completely different. It yeah, feels it like, does. Th- this film feels like I'm watching a, a mix, like a, the best of that era of blockbuster, kind yeah. of, like the, the, the best that could have come out of that genre of film mm-hmm. yeah. in the 50s. And when I'm watching the American version, it feels like I'm watching like Plan 9 from Outer Space, like some shitty yeah. B-movie <laughs> with, with a narrator that talks way too much uh, and scenes that don't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, what's like always been like kind of like interesting to me, like especially like being a fan of like monster movies, is like if you watch Godzilla compared to like say Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms, mm-hmm. like uh, I feel like this movie works way better as like as like a movie itself. Yes. Like it's not yeah. like it doesn't feel like oh it's just a cheesy it's like well this actually has like a message and like Mm -hmm. has death to it and like actually like good actors like yeah like that it it has a very strong like uh and anti-war sentiment like just following the second world war like a few years removed and i think an interesting film i think interesting thing watching those films is seeing how uh how godzilla came to be Dif- differently in them like when you yeah. watch this version it's uh the the original the uh, godzilla is the creation of the americans they yeah they tested bombs in the pacific and they created godzilla yeah 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 basically like his his atomic breath is presumably caused by the nukes um and he's essentially released like he was he was like in a chamber or in a cave, yeah. Uh, and he was uh, unleashed by the by the H bombs. And by calling them H bombs, it they're either Russian bombs or American bombs. Yeah. And the people who are watching this know that it's probably American bombs. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's a the context is all over it. And yeah, and, and it's important to point out. And this is something me and Eric were talking about before we actually started. The Japanese one moves faster. <laughs> like oh, it, yeah, it, it just moves faster, but it's ten minutes longer. Um, <laughs> which says something about editing and how if a movie is paced well and the scenes flow, a movie just it moves very quickly. But if it doesn't move well, if it is edited poorly... Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Uh, uh, but if a movie's not paced well, it just doesn't work. It just falls apart. Um, and I feel I, like, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. What, no, I was, I was just gonna say, I was gonna say that Raymond Burr definitely slows things down <laughs> in the in the American version. Um, and real quick. Did either of you have a context for Raymond Burr outside of this movie? I I know he's a Canadian actor. Um, I had I honestly had completely forgot that he was even attached to this in any way. <laughs> sure. um, I I have no idea who he is. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, so Raymond Burr. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't know this. Oh before. yeah, no, he I probably saw him in some stuff like right. Uh, some Hitchcock stuff, stuff. But... Yeah, he, he's in Rear Window. That's really the place where me and Eric would have known him before. But other than yeah. this and Rear Window, 
I knew him from Perry Mason because they used to show it on TV, uh, like in the middle of the day because that's when old people watch TV. <laughs> At like eighty year olds, they watch Perry Mason still. Um, so that Mason was my entire a, context. Yeah, yeah, they would show them together, which yeah. which is really weird because they're the same show, just with <laughs> the, the exact same show made one made thirty years after the other, but with uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's that's my context for Perry Mason. Uh, Hunter, I think you were gonna make a point or something. Uh, to, to touch on the uh, edit, editing thing, um, if you watch this movie and like let's say a Millennium series movie, mm-hmm. uh, this movie is way like I feel like this movie is way better paced mm-hmm. because if, if you like say Godzilla two thousand, I watched that recently and it's okay, but it's like that movie takes forever to get going. Yes. yes. I feel yes. like this one, like, I wouldn't say it doesn't waste any time, but it, like, it, it definitely gets going. Yeah. It, 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 but here's the thing, it does have build-up, but it's build-up that makes sense, and it, like, yes. it's the slow reveal, and you're getting the information, and everything just, it builds on top of the other thing. You see Godzilla in the ocean, and a bunch of people on a cruise ship react to him, and then there's a couple more scenes of like building up the human characters and getting you connected to them before Godzilla attacks the city for the first time and attacks yeah. the the railway station or you know the unloading zone you know it's yeah yeah so and then you know more human character development and then the final big attack sequence um which is incredible by the way <laughs> it's yeah. really incredible it's, it's really well it's done and I think that this film, you you touched on it. It does balance the, like the very human story of uh, of Emiko and Senzawa and um, Hideto. I think. Yeah. Uh, it does balance so. their, their story with the with the story of Japan as a whole, dealing with Godzilla very well. Yeah. Like, it, it, it you care about both, and mm-hmm. you have like it alternates really well between one scene or one story beat of each which mm-hmm. which i think helps a lot with the pacing because too much too much talking when you only want to see godzilla is kind of boring yeah but too much godzilla eventually it gets uh, redundant yeah yes. there, there, there's a balance that's never really like in this like again like this is just me like talking about future movies but like there's a balance that never really happens again where it's like yeah. there's too much human or there's there's not like there's usually too much human that's just a fact Godzilla. yeah yeah because cause what they do in the future ones and and this is I might be wrong because I haven't seen all of the later Godzilla movies but what they do a lot in the future ones is the human story is I heard about that thing and then I'm going to track down the thing and that will eventually have me cross paths with Godzilla, uh, you know. It's so, either yeah. that or God. I must exact revenge against Godzilla. Right. It's something to that nature. Or there's an alien conspiracy. I don't know that there's aliens involved, but there's a conspiracy, and I have to figure out this conspiracy, and that eventually leads down to you know the fight between Rodan and Godzilla or whatever, or, you know, finding out right. the, about evil alien plots. These movies get very crazy later on down the line, but I still yes, I still love you. them. 
If, if uh, there's one thing that uh, uh, watching that movie definitely did is it made me want to watch every Godzilla possible in yeah. a way that watching the new movies never like did. Well, because the I, new ones don't have a sense of legacy that yeah. this one has. They don't. Um, and <laughs> I say I say that as someone who likes those movies. Yes. They don't have. They do not have the like the backbone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like even even Shin Godzilla has a sense of history to it, even though it's supposed yes. to be a complete restart. Um, it's it's essentially like to, I like to call it. It's 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 the what if of the Godzilla story. Like mm-hmm. it, it's like Marvel Marvel what if. Right. What if Spider Man was like a xenomorph or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's a very yeah, yeah. accurate. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, watching watching this one made me put actually Shin Godzilla at the top of like my watch list because I I haven't I missed that one I wanted to see it but I like I said Godzilla my only experience with Godzilla was watching the 2014 one and half the old one before this yeah. week mm-hmm. uh, half the 1998 one I mean yeah. so so not the best like mm-hmm. nothing to make me like, very curious but yeah again. Watching, there's something that I love when you watch a classic film and you realize, oh shit, actually this is still good and it still works by today's standards. And I'm just engrossed in a film that very much feels of its time, but still works. Yeah. There's there's something to be said about black and white movies and like, well not like context, like how you watch them. Because like, I remember... In high school, I had this class where we watched, mo- or essentially, we watched movies. That's what we did, uh, and we watched we watched Double Indemnity. I remember that was a big one we watched, and that movie is nice. really boring. But like, <laughs> at the same time, I think we watched Psycho, and that movie is like, I think that yeah. movie's incredible. Oh, so it's like, yeah. this movie still holds up, which is in- insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are a couple that do really hold up, and again, I, I think it goes back to the pacing thing that we kind of started out with which is psycho has a really great pace to it and it moves very very quickly um same thing with uh another movie we've talked about on here uh north by northwest that movie has just a a a breakneck pace um and i think that pace and editing doesn't really change it's just how the audience and how fast they want it (laughs) how fast they want things to move changes but pacing and good pacing doesn't necessarily change from decade to decade, era to era. And the people who really know it and are good at it are good at it in all periods of time, I think. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I did really love the ending of this film. Uh, them going underwater and yeah. uh, Senzawa not coming up, sacrificing himself because... Mm-hmm. Both because he, of the weapon he created, he wants to die with him, and because, like, yes. just to to kill Godzilla and save Japan, it's a very strong ending. And I, the mm-hmm. the, one thing I love that's before that is like, uh, the respect the film has for Godzilla, like he, like, you don't want him to die, but yeah. he has to. And yeah. the, the movie, like the movie, doesn't want him to die because he's a living thing. But at the same time, the movie wants weapons of that scale to never exist, both right. the weapon that destroys him and Godzilla himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, 
it, it, again, there's there's something to be said about uh, this movie making something as ridiculous as the oxygen destroyer like actually yes. work. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In any other movie, it'd be stupid, but like it would be ridiculous. For, yes. But like for some reason, th- like this is the one. This is the one exception. Yeah. Because because the reveal is so good. Not like. The, the, the scene itself of the fish dying but like how it's set up you don't know exactly what happens and then you see it uh, mm-hmm. after seeing Godzilla being after seeing destruction from that massive being you see destruction that man can do as well I think it, it's very good both thematically and it's like a, a good story reveal and those like uh, I, as one of those it's really good yeah yeah and it's part of like Serizawa is set up very early on in the Japanese cut which is something that and this is where I'll throw out a few different places where I think the Japanese cut is better you see Serizawa very early on wearing sunglasses and an eye patch by the way which yes yes please <laughs> yes it, it's thank you it really is but um you see him very early on and you just know that he's their friend and there's kind of a love triangle that's set up um but it, it's japanese so so they never say that they're yeah, never yeah. that explicit with it um but there's definitely like a connection there um but you set him up very early on and you're unsure how to feel about him whether he's ominous or not uh and as it, and it, you slowly learn more about him throughout the film. Whereas in the American version, he does show up, but you really don't learn anything about him till like the third act, I guess. Um, you get a lot of information very close together about him, and you don't get the depth of "I don't want this to be used" quite in the same way. Like the Japanese cut, they really focus on "I don't want this to be used" by the. You know, I do. I found it interesting that he used Russia as an example and America. Uh, that was. It's very. It's still anti-America, but it's really anti-war also at the yeah. same time. Um, and that sent, that's not really there in the American version. It's more of a pure sacrifice, um, and it's less of I'm sacrificing me and my work for the greater good in multiple ways um which is something that i really appreciated uh the one thing you also you lose in the american film is like those very dramatic scenes of just people dealing with godzilla the family the Mm -hmm. mother telling her kids uh we're gonna see daddy again that's like a yes such a such a strong like yeah dramatic scene and the the one that my favorite scene, I think, maybe in the whole film, is the the radio announcer mm-hmm. talking about it like it's the story of the century. And as he's dying, finishing his broadcast, yeah, it's like the the band playing at the end of the Titanic. <laughs> that, that's great, actually. Yeah, that's that's a really good comparison. Yeah, that that scene is really good. But it, it like, there are scenes like that. But then there scenes. Um, there's this couple that we visit twice in the movie remind me if there's a third time that i'm forgetting about but we meet them on the subway just going to work and they're just talking about godzilla um with the other people on the subway and that scene i think is really important um because it sets up like that they kind of represent japan as a whole those two characters um so again when you see them on a cruise later on that's been 
pre-established and they react to Godzilla for the first time I don't know it's just that that setup and payoff with those two characters it's just it adds that yeah. other level of there are other people beyond our main characters and they have their own lives and their own inner inhibitions and feelings yeah. towards each other um, that really adds something to this movie and the the scene with the girls singing on TV that convinces uh, Sarazara actually of, of yeah. doing it, like that, that's such a a good scene, a good like mm-hmm. good audio editing that in the American version feels so out of place. It's like mm-hmm. it's it's so dumb. I hated rewatching that. That version, I hated it. It sucks. I forgot that that was in the American version because that's the other thing. It is. It, I, like, why is I it? I phase out. I phase out during the American version. I, I stop paying attention. the The Japanese version sucks you in. Um, yes. It just in a really great way. Uh, but yeah, that that singing like it works so well in the Japanese version. It has so much dramatic heft to it, and they just let it go. They don't cut it it's not like a it's not 30 seconds it goes on for a while or at least it feels like it um and it adds this sense of identity to the movie in it and um yeah it just yeah uh, this i think this movie's maybe one of the better monster movies ever made probably the best i would feel strong in saying uh i definitely would yeah like i think it's on par of in those like like people say King Kong is like one of the best movies of all time and if you take like the time it was made and you you put the, this movie it's on the same scale it's like up there mm-hmm. as one of the greats yeah. yeah yeah and I think the one thing the one special effect kind of that make the whole movie work is the first time you hear Godzilla scream because yes. that sound is so perfect it's mm-hmm. nothing like what I expected. It makes the whole, it makes Godzilla itself feel believable, like feel scary. Just mm-hmm. every time he screams, it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, one last thing, unless uh, I'll let you guys go if there's any other things, because I we I think we've we've covered this one for the most part. The score of this movie, it's yeah. it's, uh, it's fantastic. It's... Yeah that opening title crawl or title music which isn't barely in the american version also yes (laughs) that's another important thing but it's it's throughout the japanese version not as much as i would have expected though uh but it's it's so great um this score almost got me to see ready player one like yeah i thought about it for like a second and i was like (laughs) like man it's just so good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right um any last thoughts on this one or the american version before we uh, the american version on. sucks don't watch it <laughs> no it's, it's, uh, I, that, it's... that's that's where i will differ from mr sayor i i'm not gonna say that you shouldn't watch the american I version watch watch the raven bursies on uh on youtube yes yes if you can if you have access to them watch them um and there there's some interesting stuff in there but it's not a it's not a. It's not as good. <laughs> like, okay, like there are here's real problems you, with it. 
if you've never watched any of the, the those two, watch the American version first, because you'll yes. probably enjoy it a bit, and then watch the Japanese version and just see how yeah. this movie should, how be. much better it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, now that's okay. Which one should we move to? Which one should we go to? Okay. We should just get ninety eight out of the way because it's such a like. There's so much to unpack here. <laughs> There's a lot. Okay. Yeah. Um, nineteen ninety eight, directed by, uh, the one and only Roland Emmerich. Uh, <laughs> so, before we get started, uh, have you heard the story of the original Godzilla movie Sony was trying to make? No, I haven't heard much. Other than so, I know that when Emmerich came on, he wasn't a fan of Godzilla. So. No. Um, so, in 1994, uh, so, Tristar, I think it was Tristar? Still Tristar. Yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, Tristar and Toho were trying to make a Godzilla movie. Right. So, it, it, like, without going too much far into, like, the, kind of, the whole plot of it, because it's, it's out there, you could read the script, like. Mm-hmm. So, basically... The, the movie would have a more, like, true-to-life Godzilla. He looks more like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, if you, like, look at him. Because there are, again, there's concept art you can look at. Um, so, in this movie, he would fight aliens and a griffin. Oh, shit. A griffin. Oh, yeah. I'm in. You got yeah. me. Yeah. It's, 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 honestly, I really wanted this movie to happen after reading it. I was like, why can't this happen nowadays? Like, yeah. Well, this sounds like a direct adaptation of some of the later Godzilla stuff. Um, oh, yeah. It, it's more true to, like, the spirit of, like, maybe, like, the, the Heisei or, like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was it was supposed to be directed by uh, the guy who did Speed, uh, John DeBont. Oh, okay. I'm in. <laughs> yes. I, I'm in. Yeah. Totally. Like, because John, John, John DeBont... He has a lot of respect for special effects people, and he has a lot of... He, he's very good at cinematography and making sure that things look pretty, which is yeah. a major problem I have with the 98 <laughs> movie. Because, okay, here's the thing. It's 1998, and me and Hunter talked about this on our, uh, our review of Spawn. <laughs> uh, effects from 1996 to 99 sometimes don't hold up as well. Um... Because CG was just happening, and people were just jumping on that train. So they didn't know what they were doing. Everybody was just making CG wholesale, and nobody was learning the lessons from Jurassic Park that they should have. Uh, Because what people forgot is that Jurassic Park has a lot of models. They built actual T-Rexes. Yeah, like... the. um... Like you can like look at pictures of like their their animatronics. They look scarily scarily realistic. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's kind of sketchy. Like, and it, yeah, and that was like a basis for everything. And it, there are points in this movie, particularly with the baby Godzillas, where you can tell it's real because it's the same guy who went on to do Underworld and the werewolves in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many points where it's like. Did they just not even yeah. look at the models that they had? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Sometimes uh, you're watching like uh, baby Godzilla chase after uh, chase after them, and it's like the same one copy and paste like three times. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> it's so obvious. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. And uh, the problem with that, though, is like you have to account for lighting, like for each one. So you have the lighting for a different part of the shot affecting all... a different baby Godzilla. They kind of look like they're photoshopped in at points, too. Like, yes. It's, the like, light does not help at all. Like one of my bad photoshops that I do intentionally, but it's a, it's a 1998 movie that was made for like a mil- millions of dollars. Like, so much money. Um, yeah, like, yeah, there's a lot of problems with this movie. I mean, the main Godzilla in this movie, let's talk about his design for just a little bit. It, it's bad. <laughs> He 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 looks more like a man in a suit than the man it, in the suit in 1954. No, yeah, it's it's really it really depends on the shot because the one the one shot when uh, uh, Broderick's character is just in front of him and mm-hmm. it's he, he's like standing up and it looks like a, a, a werewolf, but instead of a, of a wolf, it's a dinosaur. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's it's a like were dragon. Like he has like man muscles it's very mm-hmm. weird but yeah the, the, see, the other scenes where he's like running around more i like a lot more is i like his design i think it's I don't, it's I very don't, dinosaur yes. i don't care for like the um like he looks bird-like and it doesn't really work because it's like yeah yeah there's something about the way he moves too where he's just kind of yeah. like he's goofily walking like Mm-hmm. You can't help but laugh at him. Um, it just feels honestly like a, a dinosaur in, a, in yeah. a way that I think is pretty all right. Mostly, like, I, I think I, I like the monster itself. It's like the least of my problems with. This. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Plus, I think it's just that he runs. That's, that's yeah. a problem with it. I think fine, fine yeah. that he is has to go toe-to-toe in the same movie with the unstoppable sex appeal of Matthew Broderick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so many times I've noted this movie, so many people hit on Matthew Broderick. Like, hardcore, like, there's a moment where Audrey's looking at a TV and she's like, he's way more handsome on TV. It's like, presumably... It, the whole <laughs> feels like it's just it's just like they were trying to get like brad pitt to be on this movie and then they got back to broderick and they like, were not handsome enough i want to see google roland emmerich to see if they looked similar because maybe he thought he put the guy that looks like him and everyone's like oh he's so handsome i mean that would make sense although if you look up dean devlin the writer of this movie it's yeah. actually pretty close uh oh it's yeah not far off wow. uh that's kind of creepy and I mean, Dean Devlin. Dean Devlin also kind of looks like Jeff Goldblum if you squint. So like it, a little bit, yeah. It, it kind of works. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like a, there's a lot of there's a lot of unfortunate stuff. Um, you know, I wrote down in my notes. Wow, uh, Mr. Cayman would not uh, have fared well with the Me Too movement uh, at all. <laughs> His career would be ruined. Yep, like, he'd be gone, dead, um, not dead it, literally. Like, but he, 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 like, it's kind of weird, like watching this movie in like a in a standpoint from now because it's like mm-hmm. there's so many things that happen in this movie. I'm like, that would never happen today. Like, yeah, you don't make very... movies like that anymore. It's they don't exist. It feels no. it. It. I don't. I, I wonder how 
serious it felt when it came out because now it just feels like it's just like a straightforward camp. Yeah, that, yeah. Like bad actors making a, a campy film, but it's a huge budget film. I can't believe it was meant to be that. Maybe it's just like a, a lot of 90s film like just feel like that now mm-hmm. in a way that 80s stuff or early 90s or even earlier films don't. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 fair, because oh. and there are just so many ridiculous misses of it, like the mayor and the mayor whose name is Ebert, which okay, <laughs> okay, okay, Emric, calm down, <laughs> calm down. I get it. They didn't like Independence Day, so you have to put that in your next movie. But it's like. You got some issues. You need to work them out. Not in in this film by casting a man who looks exactly like Roger Ebert and it, another guy who looks like James Siskel. Like, it's so they, creepy that he did that. Like, <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. And the fact that Siskel, the guy who's supposed to be Siskel, his last moment of the movie is to give a thumbs down to yeah. Ebert. <laughs> um, I, I didn't say... even know that at all. I I didn't. <laughs> Like it's... I've never watched like Ebert and Siskel, so I I've I had I've no reference for that. But it was, it was pointed out to me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... yeah no, even on the I'm I'm just looking at Wikipedia and it's like, Asmir Ebert, a parody of Roger Ebert. <laughs> it's so weird. Why it's, would it's you do strange. that? <laughs> um. But yeah. Okay, can like... we can we talk about the two best characters, which are the like New York New York couple? Like the cameraman and the woman that has like 50 refugees in the, in her house yes. and that tells the girl that she sucks because she, she has no backbone. Those are the, yep. I, I love them actually. They're, they're honestly so much better than the leads. Yeah. Um, uh, that's Hank Azaria and, uh, what is her name? Uh, uh, Arabella Field. I guess this is the only movie she's ever been in. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, they also has Geek National Treasure. This movie has John Renault in it. Yes. Who is just the best to ever see me then. So I have a pitch. Reduce uh, Nick's role. (laughs) Like, get a different actor in. Like, a smaller actor. And just focus the movie on Roach and Animal. (laughs) Yes. It's a far better movie. It's just a much better movie automatically. Because those two, they have chemistry. And their last scene in the movie, after uh, Aubrey and Nick kiss. <laughs> and he turns to him, he's like, how are you? Are you okay? And he's like, I'm fine. Uh, I'm alright. <laughs> well, like, Roach is like like a strange character. Because he loves Elvis. Mm-hmm. And he just, just loves coffee. And he's just, you know, in that all the time. <laughs> There's like two scenes where he's like... They're... Or three, maybe, where he's just shaking on the American coffee. <laughs> yes, it's really good. <laughs> I can't get a good American coffee. Yeah. It, it's French. It's French roast. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, no, no croissant? Um, that was, that was yeah, some of it's really yeah. good. And his, yeah. uh, his sidekicks are also hilarious. Yeah. It feels yeah, the... like they got him and then, like, wrapped. Godzilla around the French, like just because they had John Renault. Yeah, kind of. That's how it felt. Uh, and I, I think that it's a European director making the the Americans incompetent and the French <laughs> Secret Service save the day. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. real good. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Um, what else is there? Um, can we talk about Elise also, <laughs> or Elsie, or whatever? Let's uh, not. She she um, wants to bone Matthew Broderick so hard. Oh yeah. Oh here. Okay. Yeah. She, yeah. She's a. Yeah. No. She's good. She's, I like when she kisses the guy at the end, and she's like, yeah. "Oh shit." It's so good. She's really good. She should be the female lead because we do not need Audrey. We don't. Yeah. Audrey does not need to be here. And I'm not even gonna say that she's a bad actress. I'm just gonna say she was not right for this movie. No. Uh, she she should have been in like a rom com type thing, you know, like a Julia Roberts movie. She's kind of got um, the um, like the the Zoe Deschanel thing where she just kind of like yes. like hi I'm here like uh I do want to say like one like this movie has some like cool like shots that I actually kind of digged was like the um when he when that guy is fishing off the dock and yes, like the coming at the dock it's yeah the Jaws reference the. <laughs> Which yeah. is, uh, yeah. It looks like good. It. Like, it looks like it's actually happening. It's awesome. It does. Yeah. And I do like the first boat attack. Yes. Um, and it feels like a reference to 54, actually. And it's a fairly yeah. effective reference to 54, I think. Um, uh, for, you know. And that's. There's not a lot of praise I have for this movie. I will say that I think the second half of this movie, once they get to the Baby Godzilla's part, that's the best stuff in this movie. Um,. But that could have just been its own like, movie. <laughs> it's surprisingly boring. Mm-hmm. Because there's, like, there's not a lot of stuff that happens. Like, mm-hmm. although shows up, he disappears for a little bit, and then it's just, you have to deal with Matthew Broderick doing his Matthew Broderick voice. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and the fact that Godzilla is able to hide, and I get it, he's able to dig under the ground, okay, fine. New York should still be collapsing in on itself. Yeah. Because if you, like, if you like read anything about how New York was built, it's like a haystack, <laughs> and like if you move one thing in the wrong way, that whole city might just like sink into the ground. Um, but I don't think Roland Emmerich cares. I think he just wants to destroy every American <laughs> yeah, landmark yeah. that exists. I also, yes. I really love how he couldn't destroy the White House in this movie, so he <laughs> just so he settled for Madison Square Garden. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. It yeah yeah I I love that um and the but yeah yeah and the, the helicopter chase is not good yeah exactly also. it's, it's yeah. not good you didn't like it no I did not like that chase at all they have the worst aim I've seen in anything since like Star Wars I, I, I don't I don't I don't think the chase is that bad but I do love at the end when they're just shooting at nothing and Godzilla comes out of nowhere and just that part made them. me laugh. That very yeah. made me laugh. And the fact that Godzilla sneaks up on the last helicopter yeah. made me laugh so hard. <laughs> he's like, well, he's not here. I can't see him. And then, <laughs> And he comes up from under. Um, there's a lot of Jaws stuff in here. Which, on the level of there's Jaws stuff, I appreciate. But it's not yeah. done that well. No, uh, it's not. Um, I hate the atomic breath analog in this film. Uh, I don't know if you noticed uh, he ro- he roars like that's mm-hmm. his that's what he does and like if there's fire it'll like go out and make it look like he's breathing fire right and I hate that effect <laughs> so much it's so bad and it's it, like I think I, I noticed it once and I thought it was like a mistake <laughs> no, no it, it's, it's very deliberate like it's it's like 
well, he's supposed to be realistic and like a real animal, but he can't have fire breath, so we'll do this like weird workaround thing that's just, it looks bad. Um, yeah, it's... And yeah. I swear, like, the second time he does it, it's the first, it's the same cars that, that as the, he does it the first <laughs> Same CG models and the same yeah. CG fire. Just, again, copied and pasted. Um, I do like that last chase, though. That last chase on foot chase. actually is really good, I think. Yeah, it, um, it feels like it actually feels like it has stakes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know why? Because it's genre no driving. That's why yes. that's in his yeah, case. And there are a lot of no driving and the, ca- the, the cameraman at the back, and that mm-hmm. makes that scene just good. Yes, yeah. yes. The, the, everybody is, I think, if. If it was just those four, I think the movie would be better. Maybe X out Audrey <laughs> or yeah. replace her with a, maybe a better actress. Um, but like, like when he says, does this thing have high beams? And he smiles. That was really good. Like, and there are scenes where him and Broderick have a lot of chemistry also. Um, you just had to find those scenes <laughs> on the day, apparently. Because th- there are parts where they don't have any chemistry. Um, but I do like, like that he saves the day with an Elvis accent. That was that was really good, it's uh, so cool. and the, the chewing gum joke is great. Yeah, <laughs> and the uh, this is America. You can buy anything. That um that doesn't hold up the best, but it's still kind of funny. Did not steal. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, so I, I mean. For a while, I thought the fisherman that died on the boat was Casey Affleck. Like, I was sure. Because <laughs> it looks just like him. I'm like, oh, nice. Casey Affleck is on, is there and just dies. That's cool. But it's dead. Final. It's like, how old is Casey Affleck? Yeah. <laughs> you find out he's the older he's like, brother. He is eternal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this yeah. would be... I used to think this movie's awful. I wouldn't really call it awful now that I watch it again. I, it's certainly a bad movie. Yes, um, I agree. I think it has some stuff that I kind of like and s- stuff that I absolutely hate. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this. The, the places where Emmerich has been strongest in the past, um, in really just in Independence Day and uh, Stargate, the places where he's strongest in those movies... He's pretty strong here, but in the places where he's weak in almost all of the movies, he's even weaker in this movie, I think. Yep. Um, and it just shows because he doesn't care. <laughs> like, that's the yep. other thing. He doesn't really have any, like, dog in the fight, which sometimes can be a good thing. But in this one, I think it just became, well, I don't care what happens to this, so I'm not going to put any effort into it. Um, yeah. Which I think hurt the movie. I just wish it wasn't so boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's like, yeah. It, the worst. I feel like the worst conceit for Godzilla movie is that if it's boring, like yeah, because then there's nothing. You have nothing yeah. in this movie that's worth watching. It's boring and like, and, and I will say this: it does try to have kind of a pro. Godzilla message at the end in a weird way, um, but it yeah. can't decide. This movie can't decide how it feels about Godzilla. Also, oh like, yeah, sure. it kind of tries to do what the fifty four one does, which is show both sides of people who want Godzilla to live because he's a living creature, 
But also people were like, he's dangerous and we can't have something like that just walking around. And it tries to do both, but it does both poorly. Okay. The when when at the end where they're hammering that point like to your face mm-hmm. with uh, Audrey and Nico and they're like Audrey literally repeats everything Nico says. Yeah. yeah. Like it's very it's a movie that doesn't know like it, it it tries to have a message but doesn't understand its message at all. Mm-hmm. Like it tries to be sad when he's just getting hit with missiles, just missile after missile and the music plays just very you know just heavy like sad tones that you're supposed to be like crying as godzilla is being pummeled um but that's not what the movies told us before then at all no nope. <laughs> nope. the movie the movies told us that we should be excited that he's about to die so yeah like it's a it's a bigger problem with the movie that they don't know how they feel about godzilla so as a result we don't know how we're supposed to feel about Godzilla. Um, and it's actually kind of hilarious, like, especially with the credits. Because, like, the yeah. song that plays at the end of the credits is uh, a Green Day song, but they just edited in Godzilla Roy of course, over it. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> I, didn't know, I, listen, I didn't listen to the credits. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then when they cut to the... The post-credit scene. Um, no, Nick Fury doesn't show up. That, that um, leads into uh, that leads into the cartoon, which is actually real. It's actually uh, I'm not gonna say it, yeah. It's it's cartoon good in, in that it's yeah. fun. It's 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 that thing of a late '90s movie that's kind of bad but has a really good cartoon. Looking at you, yeah. Evolution. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, Again, we could go on and on about '98 Godzilla, but I don't think we should. Uh, so, uh, just, any just to, final to, to, to end, yes, I would just I'm just looking at the list of awards it won, which which is really weird because it won a, a Saturn Award for Best Special Effects. Which why? I, I, okay, at the time I buy that. I, I yeah. totally buy that. Um, but. But it also won a, a, a raspberry for a yeah. supporting actress and remake, worst remake, worst supporting mm. actress, which deserved and a, a film music award. Nice for the music. So the, yeah, the soundtrack was a big deal. This is one of those situations where the soundtrack was maybe bigger than the actual movie. Uh, it, so yeah, uh, there's a Foo Fighters original song on there that isn't in any other albums so i i get it all right oh, um really 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 strong lineup for the soundtrack i didn't notice at all by the way by the way the song the, the green day song is brain stew but they like just it's called the godzilla remix and I, <laughs> yeah. I've, i'm serious when i they just put godzilla Roars yeah. in it we could do actually we could do a lot about this album because it also has a Led Zeppelin cover, which he did. He that plays in the weirdest spot in the movie. Uh, Come with me, which it's just it's just a bad cover of Cashmere, um, and it's just it's not good. It's not good at all. It, it plays okay. So did you notice when it played? Yeah, it... <laughs> they're in like a diner, so right? They're talking about um, Audrey, like get, like 
becoming like aggressive towards her career. Yes. <laughs> Isn't it, why? Why? I don't get I, I lo- it. And I love that scene also. <laughs> that scene, that scene is good of, though. That scene's very good. Yes. Because the, 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 the really Italian woman is in. <laughs> Is just like telling her friends she her friends she sucks, which is what we are we're all taking throughout the film. <laughs> and then and then she blames Animal later, which I love still to this day. Uh, yeah, she's like Animal, you you mook, you put this in her head. Why did you do that? It's so good. Uh, I also she was also great when she was like, "That's my husband. I'm gonna kill him." And started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> she is really good um and i'll just i'll end on this one uh so I, i've said this many to other places uh this is the first film i remember seeing in theaters so just Ooh. let that sink in oh, <laughs> so uh and this might be the first godzilla movie i ever saw which to be honest it lowered my expectations <laughs> probably um i don't know when you were four, three or four years old you probably loved that film. no i probably did and like <laughs> It was at the time. It was the newest theater in town. Like it was the nice one, um, yeah. and I like I, I remember that day very vividly. I remember that it was raining, uh, <laughs> and, and I just all these little details. Uh, so yeah, that's a. Uh, I guess that's uh, all I have on ninety eight. Unless yeah. uh, Hunter, do you have a last thing before we move to twenty fourteen? It yeah. Um, shoot both. Uh. This movie, I feel like, if this was not Godzilla, it would be a far better movie. Like, if this was, like, some... This is just, like, we're just making a monster movie in 1998 with Roland Emmerich. I'd be yeah. way more okay with it. I, I totally agree. If it was... If you just took out Big Godzilla and just made it about the baby Godzillas... Um, yeah. That would be a much better movie. Um, and you can just... You can just have a thing at the end where, like, Nick says, these things could grow to enormous sizes. We don't know how big they could get. Um, and you make it more of, like, a murder mystery. Like, people are just disappearing in, like, subway tunnels. Um, and then that... Guillermo del Toro did this. <sighs> well, you just... I... Yeah. Much better version of this movie. That that, that version. All right. Um, I think we can move on to the most recent uh, American production. I shouldn't say the most recent period. Uh, yeah, the most recent exactly. American production. Next year. Uh, yeah, Godzilla 2014. Uh, I like this movie a lot. I, know I do too. Uh, I think it's okay. Yeah. It's not, like, yeah. For me, it's like they didn't fuck it up and that was like enough for mm-hmm. me. Same. I have the same thing. Like, they didn't completely mess things up. They just, there are problems with it. But yeah. for the most part, they nailed it. They, so, eh, I'll give them, I give them leeway a lot. For me, like, these movies, I feel like I'm just in it, like, the concept. Because, yes. He's not, he's a, di- he's a giant dinosaur. Like, mm-hmm. these monsters are just, like, alpha predators, not just, like metaphors, and sometimes I just want to watch monsters beat the crap out of each other. Like Same. that's all I want. Same. Same. And this provides it. This provides yeah. that. So, yeah. It, it, 
the main problem with the film is like every good character actor is like a, in a secondary or tertiary yeah. role and like the yep. worst actor is the, yeah. is the main okay. one. So, okay, I so before we, before we go into ATJ, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, um, I will say I, I'm going to I'm gonna defend him for a second here. He's good when he's with other actors. That I think yeah. that that's his principal problem. When it's yeah. just him in a scene alone, he drowns, like, badly. But he, he has, I think he has trouble with, like, I don't want to say he has, like, like what's a he's he's camera shy but it's like i feel like he has like issues with like when he's isolated alone, alone on a camera he doesn't yeah. have a lot to work with mm-hmm. he, yeah. he doesn't have any presence yeah yes which yeah. is which is weird because in kick-ass he does like he, he yeah yeah he, in kick-ass he works as a character he works by himself mm-hmm. but maybe that's just like the costume <laughs> That might be the costume, that might be the director. And also, yeah. that character is very... He's very... In, he's. I'm not going to say he's individual, but he's very unique, I guess. Um, yeah. Like, that's a very strong character. Yeah. And I don't think he had a lot to work with. You know, no, this feels as much as a trouble of performance and, like, character building and, like, what's happening to that character. It's it's all just the, the worst of this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree that he's not like because because imagine having like a, a movie with Brian Cranston and Juliette Binoche and Sally Hawkins and Ken Watanabe and your main character is this white yeah white guy. yeah yeah that's where I'm like okay I get it there are other better people in this movie like but at the same time like his scenes with with Elizabeth Olsen which. Yeah. They were creepy at the time, and they're still creepy now because of Marvel stuff. Thanks, Marvel. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Marvel. Thanks, Feige. Yeah, thank we you love you. But uh, thanks for this. Uh, thanks for ruining another movie uh, that has nothing to do with you. Uh, shitting in Warner Brothers uh, Cheerios, as I like to say. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like, but yeah, like his scenes with Brian Cranston are really good, and his scenes with Ken Watanabe are really good. So I think it's just like. Yeah. There's, but there's this whole like 20, 30 minute section where he's either not on screen or just just him staring at the camera, and all of his weaknesses are just on display. <laughs> and those are the yeah. 30 minutes that most people don't like, um, give or take. And then I think the movie goes on for too long in the middle. I think if this movie was a solid hour and a half, people would adore this movie. Yeah. Um, if, if this movie was shorter, I think it would be a lot like well better received. And like people, I, this is this is this is just me like kind of like this is personal preference. But like people talk about how you don't see Godzilla much in the movie, mm-hmm. but I kind of like how they tease you. A bit. Yes, I I agree with that. Yeah. Well. I, I think that that works a lot better the first time than the yeah. second time. The second time it's harder. Like, like I, I think this movie, I love this movie a lot more when I watch it in theater and when I like. When everything feels like a reveal, and then you know, mm-hmm. like it doesn't really work the second time. Uh, yeah, uh, for some 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 of it doesn't work as well, but yeah. I still think his reveal in Hawaii is great. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, that it's just it's it's so good, and and this is where I really have to give Edwards credit. Uh, his sense of scale and scope 
is so oh yes it's so good there's a go ahead eric sorry i I was gonna say he's oh he a few times he's just uh centering a kid and a kid's reaction to godzilla like that Mm -hmm. little girl in hawaii and that kid on the train and the the bus yeah the the main yeah the bus it's it's a lot of centering kids and uh, there have that like uh that like pure or naive vision of seeing the beast and i i think that works really well for a reveal yeah Mm -hmm. um there's a, like a like a like a snippet of, of the fight you see between him and Muto at the airport, mm-hmm. and that like little like fight like the snippet you see is probably better than a lot of the fights you see in like Japanese films mm-hmm. from like a not like a sense of like quality but like just in in like terms of what's happening in it like yeah. he's suplexing Muto in it yeah essentially. Yeah. And there's a lot of biting, and there's, like, punching, and there's body yeah, slams. Awesome. It's, it's it's pretty great. good. Uh, yeah, like, just, yeah. Yeah, the, and I, there's a lot of things that I didn't, I didn't notice. Like, there are a lot of references. I didn't realize that uh, uh, Ken Watanabe's name is Serizawa um, yep. <laughs> until I rewatched 54. Uh, and in my head now, in this universe, there was... A Serizawa from the '54 movie, but he had a kid, and he didn't create the oxygen destroyer. Um, there's, was... a, there's a bunch of stuff in this movie, like um, like the twins, Mothra's twins, apparently show up at one point, like they're in the background. Yeah, I guess, and you see like a little cage that says Mothra, and they're just you see uh, butterflies like everywhere. Like there's butterfly imagery throughout uh, the movie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that, and like the fact that when the Muto is first like hatching or whatever, that they trap it in electric lines. Um, that's a reference to the '54 movie, definitely that I didn't pick up on when I first saw this. Yeah. Um, but it it definitely it, it was apparent to me watching them back to back that that was definitely a reference, and even the Muto's design, which if you just look through like a photo gallery of previous godzilla monster designs it's like a best of like oh yeah it's like it's it's the eyes of uh what's the like the android with like the claws with like oh um gigan or whatever it's like yeah it's it's gigan eyes and then it's got you know uh rodan wings yes a little bit of batra also like he's he's like a (laughs) he's a buffet of little design things from other monsters which is why i remember watching the trailer and thinking did they put rodan and (laughs) and batra and you know any other number of characters in this movie no they just made two sort of composite monsters um muto is like a monster design i really love because he feels very american but i think he like they they stand well with the other monsters like they don't feel out of place yeah definitely Uh, and I, I, I like, like the, the jagged edges of them. Yeah, they're like yeah. they're kind of like rectangular. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah, that's it's really it's interesting. It's an interesting way to go. And I like that they're male and female. And like, there's a whole scene of like it's not, it's pre giant monster sex. I guess is what you call <laughs> it. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> like, like it's definitely giant monster cuddling, which is something that I've never seen before. But I was like, this is this is good. I guess I like this. It, I don't know. It, kinda, like, it makes them feel more real. Like they kind of mm-hmm. have a relationship, kind of like yeah. It feels like, like an organism. Yeah, they're not just giant bugs. Like they have yeah. like a personality to them. Um, and that, that's another thing this movie does really well is the visual effects have a personality. The Muto, the big Muto, the female Muto, Muto gets really fucking pissed when the eggs blow up. <laughs> like, yes. not a fan. Not a fan at all. And like, when she's looking at Aaron Taylor Johnson while he's on that boat, uh, she's a better actress than he is in that scene. <laughs> I'll admit that. <laughs> But, like, you feel, like, just this visceral rage from a CG monster in that scene as he's trying to get away. Um, Before Godzilla does the best uh, finishing move I've ever seen. Uh, Possibly ever. Yes. The death is, like, the... Man. Mm -hmm. I remember sitting in a theater and not expecting that. And then when it does happen, I was just like... I wanted to run up and down the theater. I was like, oh my god, that just yeah. happened. <laughs> and the, the first time he uses his atomic blast was one for me also. Like, yeah. You just hear the sound of the... And it just works so well. Um, I, think that, I think that scene in particular still really holds up for me. Um, yeah, I, I, I just want to talk a bit about uh, Ken Watanabe because he has the two best lines of this film. Yes. The two best line deliveries. He, first time when they're, they they have the, the the one of the two monsters in Japan and it's in its egg, mm-hmm. kind of in its cocoon, and he you see him like staring at him like staring at it and his own reflection in the mirror and just saying kill it. It's yeah. It's great. It's just a great shot and a great line, and then just to let them fight is so iconic. It's so good. It's 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 it. That scene really works. Uh, you know, we think that we are in control, that but nature has its own. You know, something something, and it's just yeah. It's it's really it's really good. Um, and I I really love the scene with the stopwatch where he's explaining it. Um, yeah. Because they set it up like, throughout the movie, but then you know I love that David Statham hears the time and the date, and he's like, and he just he just gets it automatically, and it, it yeah. it's all on his face. And those two, they every scene with them, I think is really good. The two of them, um, yeah, definitely. All right, um, I, I do like uh, I do really like how it's shot in general. It has some like mm-hmm. some great, especially when they're like uh, parachuting down. Yes. In the city, and then you, you see the you see Godzilla fight in the background, and the yeah. sky is like red, yellow. Oh yeah, red, yeah. yellow, orange. It's just a bunch of great shots. Mm-hmm. It's really good, and yeah, like Godzilla like disappearing into like dust and coming out of a cloud of dust, and, and like then he, yeah, and you see him through. You see the fight. Directly through uh, Aaron Taylor's Johnson's glasses, mm-hmm. like the yeah. not goggles, it's so good. Yeah, there's a, there's some there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, the scene where he's like Godzilla's like picking himself up and he's like looking directly at Aaron Taylor Johnson is like yeah, 
that's a very like it's a very good shot. Like it's looks it just like like you said, the the scale in this movie is actually really really yeah. well done. Yeah, and it's something that he brings to Rogue One when uh, base base. See the long hair one. I can't remember if it's base or turret. Nope. Uh, but where when base tries to like hit that at at with a rocket launcher, and well, just when you first see it hit your frame and it's gigantic, uh, yeah. like that he definitely used his knowledge of scale and scope in this movie and brought it to that movie. Um, so yeah, like he's he's that's the one thing that he has consistently shown that he is good at is just making everything feel gigantic and like. Yeah. And giving you a good sense of scale, you know, like the fact that when we first are first in Hawaii, when we're first being introduced to Godzilla, before we see him full on, you see these soldiers on a skyscraper or like a hotel shooting flare guns upwards, and that they do a full, uh, what's that called, arc in the air yeah. before coming down at Godzilla's chest level. Um, like that shot is just so that's just so good and, and it's the reaction of the people they are in awe at the same time as you're supposed to be it's just it's really well done um and just everything like this yeah yeah I, I could go on about just the scale in this movie and how well done it is forever probably um yeah uh is there any other bits I guess uh, I really like that like he announces himself into every fight <laughs> Like he doesn't sneak up on people for the most part. He likes no. to like he likes to announce his presence. <laughs> he goes in. He's a very cocky, giant wizard. Uh, so yeah, I think that the scene where uh, at the nuclear plant where and Juliette Binoche dies is very yes. good to set up like everything, but it's just a very good, very dramatic scenes. Yes, scene yeah. played out by two great actors. Yeah. 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 That, that's why I, I will always say, like, I think the first 30 minutes of this movie are some of the... That's the best 30 minutes of any, like, big, giant movie like this in a, in the last yep. few years. Like, there are very few movies that I think really uh, meet this. And they're, uh, it's in sort of the same camp as, like, the 2009 Star Trek for me, where the beginning of that movie is what makes that movie for me. Yeah. I think it's very yep. similar in those regards. Um, the, the first 30 minutes and the last 30 minutes are like pretty great mm-hmm. yeah yes the rest, definitely like the middle part is kind of like okay because it's like yes it's yeah. not yeah. a lot to do feels yeah. like and and like they and again like they do like scatter like some really cool shots like them going into that like nuclear mountain facility and they open the door and there's just no room <laughs> the room is yeah. just gone like that's a really cool shot, uh, and I love that. Like, you see Vegas, and it's just being destroyed, <laughs> and there are people in the slot machines watching the news, and they're not even paying attention. And then just a monster foot just comes through the roof. Um, or stuff Connor. like that is really good. Yeah, it, it does kind of feel at the time uh, as if uh, they had like great vision for specific scenes, mm-hmm. and then what happens in between is just filler and the fillers just on not on the same level as those great scenes yes definitely definitely it's like yeah they're just like stringing along yeah. waiting for the next scene that they know is going to kill to come along yeah. um and hoping they they don't lose you in those in-between bits uh 
the scene when you mentioned it, but when he Godzilla opens its mouth and just uh, uses his breath in, uh, atomic breath inside and blows it up, I think my the whole theater just cheered. Yeah, yeah, and the music is so good. The <laughs> bah, bah. yeah, it's 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 very good. Um, yeah, uh, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, okay, um, do we have any like final thoughts on this movie? Because I think we're I think we're good on this for now. Yeah. Uh, Hunter, any sort of closing closing remarks on this film? Well, as like as sort of an opener for a cinematic universe, I think this is one of the better movies. Like, yes, next to like next to like Iron Man. Like, I think this is like number two for me at least. Um, yeah, yeah. I. I just, I don't know, I really like the MonsterVerse. I hope it keep, continues going forward, mm-hmm. or at least continues this this momentum there. Yeah, yeah. Like, the the, the, 20, the, the movie to... coming next year looks exciting a bit. Yeah. Like, the cast is, like, very... A bunch of people in that cast that I, I really like. It's... Yeah. Like, uh... Um... <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown and Kyle Chandler and mm-hmm. uh, Oshia Jackson Jr. and Charles Dance. It's yeah. like that's a pretty good cast, yeah. It's a pretty good cast. Where even and and this is where I, well, like even if one of them is left to their own devices in the way that Taylor Johnson had to be in this movie, they'll still carry it. Um, yeah, they won't like. I like if like... you leave Bradley Whitford alone, he'll do a good job. He's O'Shea <laughs> Jackson will like be fine yeah, in this movie. Definitely. Uh yeah, he'll just he'll just scowl at Godzilla and that will definitely work. Godzilla will be like, <laughs> alright, hey, fuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, like and Millie, again, like Millie Bobby Brown, she's good and like most of her stuff in a lot yeah. of Stranger Things, it's just her. Uh yeah. looking at CG things. So that's a that's yeah, like Vera Farmiga also. Like yeah. Ken is coming That's... back. Uh like yeah, like this whole cast. Thomas Middleditch. Uh, a lot of doctors, a lot of characters who are playing doctors. Uh so yeah, like this it's a very good strong cast. Um and I, I hope that they do a good job with the movie. Because um, I think that the yeah. the groundwork has been set. And you again, yeah. you really can't mess it up. You, it's you, very hard. Listen, you can't get, you cannot get worse than ninety eight. Like mm-hmm. it's not, it's not yeah. possible. Yeah, and, yeah. And the the Kong movie, honestly, one of their most underrated recent blockbusters, I think, because mm-hmm. that movie is pretty great. Yeah, uh, that the, that movie kind of gives me hope for these because mm-hmm. uh, you can have a monster movie without Godzilla, like. like like it's it's the Iron Man two, but it's way better than Iron Man. 2. Yeah, like, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Or even if it's the two thousand eight Hulk, it's much better than two thousand eight <laughs> Hulk as follow ups go. Um, and like it, it just it expands the world in an interesting way, but it also feels different, which is something that I like. It sets up Monarch to be like it's Monarch Shield. Like there's no yes. getting around it. Like yeah. Monarch Shield. But it, it, they managed to make them feel different somehow, and like yeah. in a way that is kind of refreshing. 
Yeah, yeah, and you get the idea that, like, you know, go ahead. I just want to say the example of having a good cast and a director with, like, a very uh, visual vision. Like, uh, I think, um, what's his name? What's his name right here? Uh, Oh, the director um, of Kong. What's his name? Uh, I can't remember it either. Uh, He's doing the Metal Gear movie. (laughs) Well, he wants to do the Metal Gear movie. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Lloyd Roberts. Roberts. Yes. 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 Yeah, he has uh, a very like visually Kong Island tells like its story so well. It's all in its imagery. It's every every shot feels great and it has a great cast and that's all you need for one of these films. There's yes. there's a point in Kong Skull Island when you meet the um when you meet the like islanders. Yeah. And everything about them is like colorful and like I just really like the look of that film a lot. Like it's mm-hmm. it's filled with colors and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He he's the director. He's the director to watch, I think, because yeah, like he knows how to make something look and feel great. Yes, definitely. All right. Uh, I think uh, I think we're good. Um, so this has been the Godzilla episode. Um. I hope we inspired you to go back and watch the 54 Godzilla at the least, since I'm assuming most people have seen the 2014 one. Um, and I, I would say the 2014 one, one also. Yeah. It, um, the, the 54 one is definitely worth watching, especially like if you like if you like horror and like I'm not saying Godzilla's horror because obviously not. It's kind of it's kind of silly. All things considered, but mm-hmm. this is these are movies that are just essential. Like if you like monsters, you should watch Godzilla. If if you like Casablanca, watch 1954 Godzilla because you'll yeah. like it. That yeah. that's my... <laughs> that's fair. That's completely that fair. Yeah, actually, completely accurate. <laughs> like so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I hope that this inspires you to go back watch some classic monster movies. Um, we can't go into specifics of like the later Godzilla movies and which ones to watch and not watch. Um, I could, I could, I, I we would go another hour. Yeah, but um, <laughs> if you want to hit some of us up on social media, except Hunter, because uh, don't don't follow him on Twitter. Yeah, uh, don't ever follow me ever. But yeah. Um, yeah, like if you want to hit me up somewhere, uh, ask me about it. Go ahead. Otherwise, my advisement is just go based off the titles. <laughs> like, <laughs> if it sounds interesting to you, watch it. Um, if the cover what, looks what cool. Did, what I did recently is like I just like if I wanted to watch like a guy game movie, I'd like to a guy game movie. Like, go mm-hmm. off based off the the villains, and you'll you'll find what you enjoy really quick. Yeah, and we'll definitely be doing another Godzilla episode yes. with Hunter on because this was very fun, and I want to see more monster oh, fights. Oh yeah, I have such wonders to show you. We're gonna do a Ghidorah trilogy episode, oh. and that will be fun because there's I, a, there's there's a lot there too. Yeah, I I love Ghidorah so much. Um, he's so good. He's so goofy, but he's so good. I love him. All right. Um, this has been. Uh, your episode, uh, Eric plugs uh, from, from you. Uh, I'm at ECU on Twitter, where I review every film that I watch, and that's about it. All right, uh, Hunter, do you have any 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 plugs, anything other than yeah. the don't follow you? 
so uh, me and another Phantom Zone member, Alan, and uh, a very special guest recorded uh, E3 predictions because it's next month. And uh, go listen to that. It's a very special one-off the video game hour. Um, listen to the Phantom Zone podcast. That's a show me and Arlen and a bunch of other people do about comic book movies stuff. Yeah, yeah. Go listen to the movie specials. And uh, if you don't already have enough places to listen to news, listen to our After Darks. Uh, we're about oh, to record yeah. one, like, in ten minutes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, y- y'all know me. Phantom Zone, uh, this this podcast, I have no idea what the next episode you're going to listen to is. I have no clue. So, uh, <laughs> look forward to that. Um, but, yeah. Uh, a horror in all the places. Uh, goodbye, peoples. Bye. 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 Fuck Roland Emily Rimbry. Yes. Come and see it by me.